Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Greetings from the Hill Country of Central Texas. This is Revolution of Military Affairs, and I'm your host, Amos Fox. Okay, welcome back to the Revolution and Military Affairs podcast. Today is part four with Hypergiant. Uh, we've done this four-part series over the course of several weeks, and uh, I personally have learned a lot about artificial intelligence and what the uh, Department of Defense is trying to do with artificial intelligence. And so we're going to wrap the series up today, going back to the beginning uh, and talking with Mike Betzer, the, the CEO of Hypergiant. And so um, that's that's the agenda basically for today. We'll talk with Mike. We'll run through uh, some of the high points really from what uh, had been dis- discussed previously. And then we'll talk uh, essentially about the way forward uh, from there. So, Mike, thank you again for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to talk to me. No, excited, excited to be with you again. And hopefully the other sessions were uh, interesting and fun for you. So I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah, so let's get, uh, let's get to that. Uh, the first episode after you and I talked was with uh, Jay and Mike Van Lint. Um, and Mike um, works with uh, Sortec, who helps uh, uh, think through things with uh, the, the human aspect of, of artificial intelligence and making it something that, that people, uh, that accounts for the human aspect of, of how artificial intelligence comes into play as it relates to uh, putting these things into practice in the field. And, uh, you know, some really interesting lessons there with, uh, with those two individuals. One of the things that I thought really stood out to me, again, going back to the question of, you know, distributed operations and being able to uh, push down um, and, and reduce the size and the footprint in the field, uh, theoretically, of, of, of fielded forces and, and making military operations more distributed and that potentially helping reduce uh, casualties in the future of armed conflict. 
Uh, and then we talked last with uh, with Quentin uh, Donnellan, who's the the president of Hypergiant, and he talked a lot about CJC two and how that's trying to uh, try to facilitate faster uh, faster decision making, faster uh, targeting, and just increasing the speed at which uh, military forces, military commanders um, can can process information and make good decisions. And so those are really the highlights of the past uh, two episodes. And I just uh, was curious if there was anything about uh, any of those two things that you'd like to add to uh, before we kind of uh, move to a couple different questions here, Mike. Sure. So, yeah, super excited about what we are doing. You know, I think I highlighted in the first session. If not, I'll hit it harder here. But, you know, we have we have sold Hypergiant into a private equity firm. Uh, we have acquired additional assets that are part of us now. So there are literally five companies that are kind of coming together um, around what we do together. And they're all focused on the DOD. One of them you highlighted is Sortec, And that is yep. a very successful AI company. Uh, and it's just wonderful because the time for AI is now. I mean, we are in a data war. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and as you just pointed out, you know, you have to be able to use AI anywhere. It has to be AI you trust. And um, the data that you may need in a extreme edge condition could be, you know, not even protected data. It may be, it may be social data. It may be just giving you indicate ind- indicators of if you have been discovered or not, you know, because the social media is flaring up. So there's so many different use cases for AI, super excited about what we're doing with Sortec and their capabilities. They're a bunch of PhDs. They do a lot of R and D work. And now we're really taking that and adding that to our platform to extend AI into our platform. So super excited about that. And then, you know, you, you talked about, you know, Q with Q and, Mm -hmm. That's all about, you know, new, the modernization of the military and the military is so embracing the cloud and agile rapid deployment. So we are releasing software every two weeks uh, for the Air Force. And it's just been a wonderful journey with them. They get it. They're embracing the future and the latest and greatest of software. So couldn't be happier about where we're going. And, and I think this, this session, I'm going to talk more about the, uh, the Valley of death and, uh, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. speaking more to entrepreneurs and people that are just starting their journey into the DOD and the good and the bad and the risks and, uh, what we did to avoid those risks. Yeah, that's real quick before we jump into that. There was one thing that I thought, uh, Q hit on that I, I really uh, found interesting, and that was, uh, and I, I'm going to try and phrase it correctly, but I probably will end up butchering it. But he, and it goes to your point on you know the releasing software every two weeks. Uh, he you know he made the point that you're not delivering like uh, you know here's a, here's a disc with the thing. It's uh, a continually open ended update um, to the software. That's being delivered as opposed to like, you know, when you back in the day when you would go to Best Buy and buy like Microsoft Office on a CD and yeah. you come back and you'd load it on your computer. And, uh, you know, I thought that that was interesting because I think that 
Um, a, a lot of times within specifically, um, you know, DOD procurement, we think of things in that, in that go to Best Buy, buy the disc, you have the disc, and then you have to go buy the updates every, you know, so often when a new version of Office or a new version of Windows or whatever it is is released. And, uh, and, and that's not the case. And I just, that was something that I really um, thought was, and it, again, it may be, <laughs> I'm not a a tech person, is it real? You know, like like yeah. like you guys are. But I found it really an interesting approach. Is there anything uh, on that that you'd like to elaborate on? Well, you're you're spot on, and it's what I kind of commented on that the Air Force, and not just the Air Force, but you know, our best example of just forward thinking is what the mm-hmm. Air Force is doing with CJATC two. So we literally are sitting with the operators that are sitting in NORAD or EADS, WADS, Mm -hmm. you know, wherever they may be, we are sitting there watching them, what they do and what they release. We're getting feedback from them continuously. And then we turn that into design. So Mm -hmm. what you're saying you want is this and this and this. So we, we do a quick design of that and then go back to them and they're like, yeah, that's exactly right. Or no, I wanted this to be this other way. Because if we can do that in a couple of days, we then spin yeah. that back to them. We then turn that, and that's using kind of best practices of product management around mm. SaaS software and releasing SaaS software. Although in the military, it's not really SaaS software because it's their instance. But um, yeah, we are literally releasing software every two weeks. We have six different sprint teams that are working with the Air Force. Mm. They all work independently, depending on what they're working on. And uh it is, it is as good as any software methodology that I've experienced in my 30 years of doing this. And uh, it's impressive because I think the, the history is one of, you know, a CD-ROM, you take it out, you take it to a ship, you take it to a place and you install this. And it's like, oh my God, are you kidding me? But <laughs> the, the, the way the military is embracing the cloud and cloud-based computing is is, is just just fantastic. So I think uh, I think the future looks really, really good for us leveraging the latest and greatest of technology into the military. So I'm very bullish yep. about our military and our future. Yeah, that's uh, so. Just you know, having a background myself uh, in the army, this idea of centralized control is very fundamental to a lot of what we do, and we talk a lot about decentralized control, but. In practice, a lot of times that's not the case, and that, that you know that a, a zillion factors can uh, go into that. And so, to me, I think it's really interesting that uh, as a company, you guys are able to. It seems like really just decentralize um, how you do things to allow the you know who you know. I'm going to use the wrong term, I'm sure, but the engineer right there with the the practitioner to quickly identify that and turn that around fast. And to me, that's like the height of agile, uh, agile work, you know, alongside the, the DOD. And I'm also surprised to be honest with you that, uh, you know, the, the DOD, the air force in this case is, is so, so willing and able to do that too. It, yeah, it, it's, you know, when I started this journey three years ago, I was, skeptical and and yeah. let me tell you there's still a lot of places in the DOD that is, that are struggling to get to cloud-based computing but now we have taken 
everything we've done in the Air Force, and we've shared that over to the Army. You know, yeah. and as you know, we're already live in the Army, but showing them how the C-Jet, C-2, what we have for the Air Force, the Army says, <clears throat> well, we would like 30% of that, but our requirements demand that we have these other 70%. So that's great. So let's replicate the instance for the Air Force, put it over to the Army, strip out the things they don't want, add the things that they do want, which is a lot more edge capable all the way down to the platoon level or yeah. or, or lower, and, and start building on their requirements. And now you have the Air Force and the Army using the same data and the same data fabric, which is pretty powerful. Yeah, that's a... Uh... Uh, it, it impresses me every time I talk to you guys about how, how this works and how you guys uh, are working alongside that and also just how willing the DOD has become to to embrace that type of work because I know in my mind I still find it it's like a cognitive dissonance thing when I hear you guys talk about it. Yeah. So, well, I mean, uh, I mean, shout out to, to, to me, it's a shout out to the Air Force because the Air Force. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, they like, wow, they just got it. And now with what we've done with Tribe, now we're going – you know, and we're also, you know, because there's some other sister companies that are with us um, that are very large in the Navy. And now we're talking to the Navy about mm. the modernization and what we're doing there. So it's, I'm, yeah, I think the next five, 10 years are going to be a lot of fun for us and for uh, agile development for the DOD. Yeah. So with that, I think we'll go ahead and transition and talk a bit about entrepreneurship because this is certainly a, uh, a unique, uh, but I think forward-looking uh, opportunity here that you guys are working on. And so, what are some of the, uh, I guess, best practices you've identified as you've as you've moved into this role here with Hypergiant, and perhaps some pitfalls uh, that that people that want to do something similar uh, need to be aware of? Yeah, I I think it it starts out with funding. You know, so it's like okay, <laughs> yeah, if you, you can't do anything without that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have an idea and you're building a company and you think you have something that is different and unique and needed, um, it starts with what do you want to do to fund this company? So you either have to be able to go get significant cash from an investor that understands DOD and be ready and willing and able to suffer through the multiple years of ups and downs, highs and low, good and bad of dealing with the DOD. I mean, yeah. you know, the Valley of Death, you know, we've all heard multiple things about the Valley of Death. And, you know, it took us four years to get to this point with a dedicated team working on this. Um, mm -hmm. And it just, that's just the time frame it takes in the DOD. And if you ask anybody, the speed that we've gone from a cyber phase one to a cyber phase three, um, is phenomenal. So we yeah. we were like a unicorn. Um, it still seemed <laughs> really painful and slow to me. Um, but our journey was one of dual use technology. So I am a firm believer that the right the right strategy for a company is dual use technology. When I say dual use, it is about us selling SaaS pass software into critical infrastructure. That's our other focus area. So, you know, we want to protect energy, water, transportation, yeah. you know, logistics and all, all the things that are important also to America and Americans. Uh, mm -hmm. So we want to harden our uh, capability of understanding data and how to use data to protect North America and our allies. 
So we we were lucky from the standpoint that we also sold into critical infrastructure, and we have we had some big contracts. We still have some big contracts. Mm-hmm. So that was our cash cow that was funding us, and as most of your listeners probably know that do software over to the commercial side, if you're selling SaaS or past software into the commercial side, it's at a 70 to 85% margin. So it's a, you know, you're literally, you know, build it once, sell it many times kind of model. Very yeah. different, very different than what we're doing in the Air Force. But as we build things on the, on the uh, critical infrastructure side, and there's new capabilities, we can port those over to the military because there are some things that they may want to have. You know, if I'm doing something for a trucking firm, yeah, but it could be the same as for the tanks or the trucks mm-hmm. in the army. So it's a, so my recommendation to anybody is, you know, you either have to go get a lot of money and then you're tied to an investor that hopefully you stay aligned with, which is yeah. sometimes kind of tricky. Or you figure out a way to build software into this dual use capability and find some cornerstone mm-hmm. customers to help you weather through this. And that's what we did. It worked great. You know, we had raised some money prior to me being the CEO of Hypergiant. But when I got here, um, you know, most, most of that money was used. Uh, luckily, we had some big contracts. And I'm like, look, I'm going to take all the profit from these contracts and I'm going to pump it into DOD. And we're going to mm-hmm. take these this 80,000, you know, we had a a $80,000 contract, a $300,000 contract, and we're going to put all of our energy behind cloud-based command and control because Hmm. that's where the world is moving. Anyway, that's what worked for us. Um, And it's, uh, I talk, you know, especially down at Austin, at Capital Factory or, you know, at South by, I just talked to a lot of entrepreneurs that are like, you know, how do I do this thing? And it's like, everybody thinks, I just need to go get $5 million or $10 million or $20 million. <laughs> and yeah. I'm telling you, that's not the answer because you, hmm. you're, you're creating as much pain as you are removing by, by taking money. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of bootstrapping and figuring out a way to get there on your own or almost on your own. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, long that's, answer. That's, that's, uh, no, no, no. That's... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That's good. The the dual the dual use thing I think is an important point here that might get overlooked. I think it's uh, it adds versatility and redundancy, and I think it's one of those things. Like you said, it allows you to weather the storm uh, because you've got uh, you know you're not relying on just one thing. It's something. This is going to be like a weird side story. 
Uh, but it reminds me of when we looked at uh, the Iraqi army and we were always like, hey, these guys have this fleet that's, you know, a composite of, you know, Russian stuff, stuff from, you know, whoever else, all these other little countries, right? And their fleet was very, um, very diverse and mixed, right? And it was part of, part of that was the strategy to um, offset economic sanctions, right? So if Saddam ever got, or whenever Saddam got sanctions uh, put against him, it didn't cripple their military because their military <laughs> was built from so many different places that they could be like, okay, well, that's turned off, but we still have this. And so a weird, I think, <laughs> analogy, but in my mind, when you were talking about it, that's what popped up in my head. So, Yeah, it, um, it's, literally, it's literally the same thing. Now, the nice yeah. thing is in critical infrastructure, it's a lot easier. So let's just take an example like Cisco Foods. So- mm you know, huge fleet of trucks distributing food to America every single day. Um, You know, their software, while good, isn't probably as mature as it could be around, you know, cloud-based command and control and understanding everything that's happening in food distribution and logistics and truck and truck health and truck maintenance and driver, driver health, driver maintenance. So there's a lot of things you could do there. Um, and so we are working with some big companies like that, um, really to harden them so that if there is a catastrophic problem on American soil, which there could be, and probably will be someday, um, we have to harden our assets. You know, we, we have plenty of food in America. We just don't have the food at the right place because there's still people, even in America, they're going hungry every day because we just don't have the right food at the right place to the right stores. Um, so it's really cool for us to, okay, let's look at, you know, we, we have this luxury of great bandwidth. So we don't have a bandwidth problem in North America. So us getting, you know, everything connected to, to like a Cisco foods, is a lot mm-hmm. easier and the trucks are modernized and they have connectivity in there and all that stuff. So it's great. And then when you take that and say, okay, now for the army and the fleet and one of the largest logistics companies in the world, um, let's take this down to the data that matters in a constrained environment. So let's prioritize all the data. So, okay, I got to have one, two, and three. I'd like to get all the way down through these 40 different thing pieces of data, but I need one, two, and three to, do, to run my mission or I'm running blind. Okay, so mm-hmm. now we take that out to the edge and we show how that can work on, you know, we're doing it with Amazon with the snowballs and, you know, and delivering that out to, you know, the tents out in anywhere they are so that they have the data that they really need. So it's it's just a cool way to have them work together. Yeah, so two questions and I'm going to ask this one first and then I'm going to go to the next one. So it, it builds on what you just said. I know we're kind of drifting here off of the entrepreneur's side, but I'll get back to that in a second. The So for this is a, a general question based off uh, what you guys do. Is there a future for you guys? Because I know right now a lot of what you're, what you're working on is, you know, uh, targeting, for lack of a better term, uh, with the yeah. Air Force. But is there something down the road where you uh, are going to start working on logistics, automated logistics, predictive logistics, because I think that that's something, and I know that I've been parts of different little working groups and whatnot, and, and I've, I've met with some people about this. And uh, one of the things that I, I had met with a person probably two years ago about this, and they're asking questions because I'd been uh, a battalion executive officer for a, for a tank battalion, and 
that is a, uh, a logistics heavy job. Um, and you're basically the manager of logistics for the, for the organization. And, you know, I was talking to this guy about it and they were trying to figure out how to do, um, predictive, uh, logistics. And he, he said that they were basically throwing up their hands cause they didn't think it was possible. So just curious if you guys see that in your future. Yeah, that's, that is our next target. And that's where we are spending all of our time now. So we're mm-hmm. literally taking what we built for the air force. And as we're morphing it toward the army, it's all around logistics, transportation and supply chain. So I think we will sell three transportation and supply chain companies, um, mm-hmm. in partnering with some of the big cloud providers, you know, Microsoft, Google, or Amazon, um, mm-hmm. because they, they are <clears throat> working with those companies to move all their data to the cloud. And now okay. that we have it to the cloud and the data is modernized, now we can do some really cool things. So I think we will sell in the commercial sector, again, back to dual use faster mm-hmm. because we can sell some software for you know $5 million to a very large company to just modernize their use of data and AI. Mm-hmm. And then we'll take that into the army. So that that is our next sector, which we call we, we call um, transportation, logistics and supply chain. We put that together because they mm-hmm. all go hand in hand. Um, so that's where we're going first. And then we're really going into training and simulation because that's a lot of what Sortec is just really good at mm-hmm. of, of running these models to say, OK, if this thing happens and this happens and this happens, if the weather drops below or above 120 degrees in the southern half of America, how does that affect transportation? So we mm-hmm. can run some training and simulation that way. And then our third our third area we're really focused on is health. Um, and when you say health, we automatically go to healthcare and the person's health, but it's really one of the health of the truck, the health of the driver, yeah. the health of yep. the supply. You know, like how many days do we have before the food on the Cisco truck expires? If it's got, you know, you have five days remaining, you should do something different if compared to if you have 20 days remaining. So it's just giving them the audibles to call based on the data that is in front of them. Yeah, that's, I think, so in the world that I've worked in for a while, um, you know, we, we do what's called the war gaming uh, quite often. And it's ex- basically the same thing you're talking about here to a degree. It's a simulations, right? And you're, you've got a plan, you go out and run the plan, then you change the variables and you see how it goes. And I think that that, um, but the problem is a lot of this is a lot of these war games that we do are not um, automated. And I think that uh, you miss out on a lot of opportunity because it's not automated, because, you know, if you get repetition, you change the variables, you can begin to develop trends and granted there are theoretical trends, but you know, theoretical trends um to help uh guide planning are better than than nothing <laughs> yes you know yeah. and so i think that that's uh that's something that is actually probably um yeah worth <laughs> worth you guys's time too like uh that's like when you're talking about that i was like man this this would plug in perfect to that yeah no that's that's what we're really excited about and and you know back to the entrepreneur you know yep. we we now are shifting gears because we are now, you know, a fairly large company with a lot of revenue and, and profitable and growing Mm -hmm. really fast. So, you know, we've gone from this scrappy startup kind of mindset of, you know, win one or two things to, you know, now setting the vision around 
what does this mean? What what does AI and modern technology and modern deployment of technology mean for logistics, supply chain, and transportation? And it's yeah. it, it's just a lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, but that's where I I think I think the entrepreneurs need to just find the thing that they are passionate about and go after that thing. And if it is around health of a vehicle or health of a human or health of the sensors that are you know on the vehicle or on the human. Um, and just drive that forward and then find some cornerstone customers that are willing to take a bet on you. And if you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you probably have some of those relationships. Um, If you're a first time entrepreneur and you don't have those relationships, well, that's where you need an advisory board. You know, I've also Mm -hmm. set up a phenomenal advisory board that understands things about the military that I will never understand. Um, But if you're focused on transportation, then, go get an advisory board and and be willing to give away some of your stock to some key advisors, mm-hmm. you know, as they're bringing you success, you know, reward these people with uh, right. a good chunk of stock. Um, so it's, it's worth having those experts around you. Yeah. That uh, I think that'll get here to my last question for you. And it's uh, you know, you talked about cornerstone customers and having these experts and have you seen, or experienced any trouble? So your, you know, your primary, uh, your primary audience is the Department of Defense. Have you had any challenges or um, hiccups working through that relationship, uh, being based in Austin as opposed to being in the D.C., you know, Maryland, you know, Northern Maryland area, uh, Virginia area? Have you had any challenges working through that, or is it uh, like you know it seems like sometimes physical proximity helps and being all the way out here in in central texas may uh may be a challenge so any any thoughts on that yeah so uh unfortunately i have spent a great deal of time on planes uh spending a lot of time in the pentagon and in dc uh in different meetings with different uh advisors customers potential customers Um, but now with tribe uh, we, you know, there's now five companies that we are part of. Yeah. We, so we have a very large presence now in DC with some really strong experts that come out of Navy and, you know, government jobs. So we have a, we have a strong presence now in DC and we will probably okay. end up building a skiff in DC and a skiff in Austin just so that mm. we can show our capabilities. Um, so Hopefully this next year, I'm not going to be on the road quite so much to DC because <laughs> we have a lot of amazing athletes and talent that it, that are in DC. Um, you know, so yeah. But it is very, very, very important to understand uh, inside the Beltway and how that works. So clearly, there's you know you have to understand it, and you know, and as you know, I didn't come from the. I didn't come from the DOD. I've, I've built yeah. large enterprise software companies. Um, but it's interesting. They, they, the, they being the DOD, mm-hmm. they actually seem to want somebody like me more than they want somebody that has 30 years inside the DOD because they know the DOD way. I know the modern software way. Yeah. And so I'm trying to bring them the best that we have the best ways we have invented software over the last 20 years to enable real on-demand cloud-based capabilities. And I'll tell you the winners, the winners in the DOD get that. So I guess the one thing I would say to the entrepreneurs out there 
is follow the money. If you are talking yeah. to somebody that might be an expert, but they don't have money and they don't have the ability to <laughs> contract, then you're just wasting your time because you can yeah. spend a lot of time talking to people, but they have to have a process and a procedure to get you onto contract to actually start paying you. Um, and the, so we, we have a lot of people in our company that understand where is the money, what is being funded, um, you know, who is doing the right kind of development work that we want to partner with. And a lot, all this information is out there. Yeah. So, you know, people just need to go look for it. Yeah, that's fair. The uh, I think the real strategic advantage that uh, that Hypergiant has being based in Austin is uh, the accessibility to good barbecue and good tacos. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You, so we have, you know a thing or two about barbecue, right? I, I, I've got some history in barbecue. So, um, no, it's been great. But, you know, Austin is known as a high-tech town, so that's cool. Yeah. It's also a cool town, so people want to come here and visit. We're actually opening up our office right on Congress today. So today is our grand opening of our new office right on 8th and Congress. So just a few blocks down from the Capitol and and Capitol Factory and where the Army Futures Command is and Army Applications Lab. So Austin is a pretty good place to be if you're not going to be in D.C. Um, but, you know, we will also have a presence in D.C. And uh, so, but yeah, you know, you, you and I need to go grab some barbecue. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll share some of my some of my thinking around barbecue. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. I'll, I'll definitely stop by next time I'm downtown. Uh, so as we wrap here, anything else that you'd like to mention before we close out? I've, I've really enjoyed the series. This is great. I've, I think my guys have enjoyed the series and um, this is complicated stuff and this is a complicated problem, but uh, everyone is focused on solving it. And we have a lot of smart people, not just in Hypergiant, but across our portfolio and in the military that are working on these problems. And um, while some people are negative on our military and going too slow and going too mm. slow and we're only we only go fast when we're in a conflict i think yeah. our dod understands that we are in a data war and that data war we're years into this data war and the speed that i see the dod moving uh in now and i think in the next three years is going to be phenomenal it's like something we've never seen before so there is not a single place I would rather be than exactly where we are. And now that, you know, we are well-funded by Tribe, we can actually go do some other interesting things, acquire some other companies that make sense for our sector um, to really help us push the future. So I'm, I'm very excited. And uh, for all the entrepreneurs out there that are pushing this, I think now is, a, now is the time that AI really becomes real. Now is the time that cloud-based command and control becomes real. There's no doubt about it. There's no going back. And um, there's gonna be, there will be a lot of new winners in the DOD in the next 10 years, uh, some brands you don't really know, like a Hypergiant, uh, yeah. and that are just doing some interesting things. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that that's, you know, we've we've seen the dominated, uh, you, know, you know, the field has been dominated by, you know, BAE and General Dynamics and stuff like that for so long. This will be a, you know, a, a new era of uh, names in the in the industry here in terms of uh, defense and security. So 
anyhow, uh, Mike, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to talk to you and your team. Uh, on a personal level, I've learned a ton. Um, you know, I thought I knew a little bit about AI, and I, I found out I, I knew very little. <laughs> so we're, we're all been, learning. We're, we're all learning every day. So it's uh, and I think yeah. you know if we got to just all keep learning. So anyway, no no yeah. worries. But uh, just uh, thank you very much. I know you guys are all very busy. And so I just appreciate your time and appreciate you coming on the podcast and doing this series with me. So with that, uh, final word to you, Mike. But uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Amos. Talk soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.